Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, welcome back, and um, this is it, I'm afraid, for the 2023 season, the last scheduled episode of Round the Boards, the Speedway podcast. Uh, joined by Rob, as usual. How are we doing this evening, Rob? I'm good, mate. Yeah, it's, yeah look at that. It's Genuinely, we've done this for two years now. It's the end of a second year. We're still going. Nobody's nobody's kicked off. Nobody's gone... Nobody's gone mad at us. Well, I wouldn't say no one's kicked off. There's, there's more interesting comments on our uh, social media post this week, but <laughs> no, well, you know, at least you know nobody's kicked off. Nobody's nobody's tried to question why Chris Harris isn't in the National League Riders for, uh, team of the season. So mm-hmm. you know, that's always a good start. But yeah, this is it. We're fine. We're all done. We've got no defamation or slander cases against us. We're not libelous for anything. So we must be doing something right. Put it that way. <laughs> so oh, I, I say this is our it's our last show of the season, shall we say? So we're, we're reviewing the uh, the the Grand Prix series, the European Championship series, and the World Cup this evening. Um, we will have a Christmas special, as I put on social media earlier, around the nineteenth of December. But officially, this is our last uh, podcast of the season. Season, um, you will notice that um, one man is conspicuous by his absence, Mr. Kane Watt. Again, has gone AWOL from us, um, hopefully, as- well, I say hopefully asleep, I'll give him an ass kicking if I find out he's doing something else. <laughs> Bollocking, sack yeah. him. <laughs> Gonna have to now, this is, I mean, it's, 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 it's turned into a regular occurrence, but hopefully he'll show up uh, at some point, uh, failing that he might text me later and say he was at work, so we'll see how that goes. Well, 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 we'll find out, I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure have, like, he'll have an explanation of some kind, some kind but. Uh, with a grovelling apology somewhere, I'm sure. Probably, yeah. But um, I, I suppose before we move on to uh, to reviewing the series itself, Rob, obviously, as you mentioned, we've been here for two years now. Uh, finished the second season. Any any particular highlights for you this season? Um, obviously, you know, I know you weren't yourself, but obviously, the, the, we're reviewing it tonight. But obviously, going to the World Cup and and yeah, we we met a few people at, at the World Cup that, that listen and and. 
you know, interacting with interacting with fans on social media, with people on social media, and, and obviously all three of us being at the world at the the GP are all sort of particular highlights. Like it's been it's been enjoyable, you know, going to the the pairs meeting and, and being able to sort of be in and around the the red car camp was was amazing. Um, you know, consider you know it's not something I would expect. You know, it's just we're just three people that talk a little bit about Speedway once a week. So for them to take such good care of us and and you know give us a, a little bit extra for that meeting was was fantastic. So. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. Thank you to everybody for for listening. You know, for for still listening. Yeah, there was, we've got we have quite a few new listeners. I think this year, you know, in terms of the numbers, I think we've done much better in terms of numbers this year than we did last year. So, you know, yeah. thank you for the new listeners and and for the people still listening. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'll echo that. Um, for everybody that's, that's following our Facebook page, we've shot above the a thousand pound mark. Thousand pound, I wish <laughs> a thousand a thousand person mark. No, um, I think we're up to one thousand one hundred and fifty odd now. So it's it's fantastic that people are interacting with us on social media and for all those that are listening to us. I won't push you for who your favourite guest was this season because I think that would be unfair. We've had some some absolutely terrific guests on this season. So um, thank you to everybody that's took the time out to come on the show um, and give us their insights into Speedway. But um, we shall crack on. Um, we'll talk about... I suppose we better start with the Grand Prix series. and um, It's that man. Bartosz Marslik, four times champion of the world, Rob. Who, how, how are people going to stop him? Is the question. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, you, you look at the look in terms of the table this year, and it doesn't look like he's run away with it as as much as possibly previous years. He's only won it by eight points, but obviously he's missed around. Well, I say missed around was disqualified from around. So, you know, the fact that he's won with a reasonable margin in the end. Um, and and not even had to rate and and you know and only rate only done nine of the ten rounds, as he's just on another planet to everybody else. And um, you know, Freddie Lindgren is he's right. Unfortunately, he's right up there at the moment in the list of riders that are probably the best ever to not win a world title because he's been he's been up there. He's been constantly world class for what fifteen you know, fifteen years at least, getting on for twenty years now. Um, you know, he's, he's he's very much in that list of probably the best riders not to win a world title at the moment. So. You know, if he can, you know, you don't know. Is is he a bit of a late? Will he be a, a bit more of a late bloomer? You know, can't be much later, but any more of a late bloomer, similar to a Greg Hancock, and, and go and win, win a couple. You know, right up until his forties, possibly. But it, you know, at the moment without um, a certain couple of Russians, there's probably there isn't anybody really that's on the same planet as Smarzlik at the moment. Mm. I'll, I'll touch back on Smarzlik in a minute, but it's interesting you just spoke about Lingwin. And we look, we look at consistency um, that will win you a world title, especially when Bartos is around. But you look at that one round in Tetaroff in Germany. He finished 12th, um, scored five points. That's cost him in the end. If you yeah. ign- ignore the fact that Schmarzlick has missed a round in Boyens, had Lindgren have made, even finished third in a semi-final, oh, sorry, if he would have made the final, he'd be world champion right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's the only round where he hasn't made the semis at the very least. You know, we, 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 I spoke a lot at the start of the season, especially that the most consistent rider is going to win it. And Smarslik is the most consistent rider. But yeah, Lindgren's made a semi-final in all bar one round. You know, that's very, it's very difficult. You know, it's very harsh on a rider to, to be that consistent over the course of the year and not win the world title. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously he's only picked up one one meeting win. Smarslik's got what five five Grand Prix wins in the end. Um, but yeah, that's. It's it's unfortunate for for Lingren in terms of you know, one poor not even a, you know it's not a really poor round. He still scored five. He hasn't come away with one or a blob. 
So it's it's frustrating that that's sort of what's cost him in the end because Smarzik's missed around. But yeah, you can't you can't say Smarzik doesn't deserve it because right now there isn't anybody is anybody even close to him. Um, you know, obviously you, you can possibly look at in terms of how many how many rounds are are in Poland. Obviously, there were three this year. Um, one of which on a, in a, on a track that he's going to know extremely well in terms of uh, you know his hometown track of Gorzhov. Next year there are four rounds in Poland. I know there are eleven rounds in total next year, but there are four rounds in Poland. Is it you know it's not gear? Obviously they don't gear it up for one rider to win constantly because there's no it's not a lot of good for people watching it. You know there's, you want people to be you want an exciting title race. You've only got to look at say the likes of, of Formula One this year and probably last year in terms of how far ahead a, a particular driver has been in that championship that hasn't made it as, as exciting as previous years. So it, you know, with four rounds in Poland, it probably suits him a little bit, but obviously all these guys race, race in Poland. So it's not, you know, it's not as big an advantage possibly as, as it maybe looks. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's difficult. I mean, Smarsnik's won the two on the, on the permanent tracks in Poland. He's won both rounds on the one at Warsaw, um, he still managed to f- pick up a third place in that one. But it, even missing that round, let's say, for instance, he would have matched his worst score of the season. That's 20 points that, that riders have now got to make up. Can you see next season that Schmarslick may take his foot off the gas a little bit and somebody out of that field now might come a little bit closer to him? Is there anyone that you think could possibly piece something together? I'm looking, um, at, I'm looking at Jack Holder. Yeah, I mean that's the one that I was looking at. I think Jack Holder's probably in in terms of consistency was was virtually up there this season. Um, you know, in the rounds he he was in, if I'm right, there, he only missed the semi-finals in one round. That in in the rounds that he did, obviously he missed one round in um, Riga. Um, and what to be fair, what he managed to do after that, despite being injured, is it's ludicrous really to pick up a second in Cardiff, a, a third in Voyens, or is that a fourth, third in Voyens? Yeah. Um, you know, to only I think he's missed the semi final in the opening round, but other than that, he's been bang on it, and he missed that round really, which is which has cost him a medal really in the end, unfortunately. But he's probably the one you look at outside of the current top three that could could make a challenge. Vasilik has started to pick up a bit of consistency, a couple of GP wins this season. Um, but again, there's still three rounds I'm looking at where he's not made the semis. I think if you're going to beat Smarty, I think you need to be, I think you need to be making the semi-final in every round and then probably the final in about 80% of them. And then of that, you've probably got to win three or four, I would say, um, to, to, to be anywhere near him. I think it's it's just how it is. I think you've got to be looking at, in terms of the number of points you, you've got to win to win the world title next year with an extra round, you're probably looking at 170-ish. I'd probably, you know, you probably want to average 16 to 17 points a meeting, which is a lot, really. You know, that's the... With an, extra have round, off, with an extra round, you're probably looking at, I don't know, 185 wanting to win a world title next year. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's all, you're almost you're almost looking at you've got to average either a first or second in every round. Virtually, it's it's ludicrous sort of numbers the the numbers that Smarzik puts up every year. So, and I just don't see him taking his foot off the off off the pedal. To be honest, I think he's got you know six world titles is the is the record. I think he could he could you know. I, you don't see any other outcome than the next three years that you could win all three, all three of the next three years and be the and be outright in front of everybody else. I think it's mm. somebody's got to pick up. You, you, in terms of the Brit, in terms of British riders, Lambert and, and Bewley are still pretty young, so yeah, they've definitely got time on their side, and they've both been pretty. Yeah, they've both scored over a hundred points this year. 
Um, you know, Beauty's got a GP winning him. I think he, possibly, I think the, a little bit of criticism aimed at Dan Beauty from certain circles is that he's possibly a little bit nice. Probably needs to be a bit harder, especially in the first bend, if he, if he gets a bit of ruthlessness about him. Because he's always got the pace. I think he's one of the riders that I think if he gets in front of Smarslick, Smarslick's not catching him. There's not many riders in the field that I could say that about. And I think Lambert's a similar one. I think they've both got the pace. It's just, I think they've, you know, sometimes they get a little bit beaten up at times. So, you know, in terms of the Brit- in terms of British riders, it, it looks good in terms of future because they're both still quite young. I mean, in terms of, I'll move on to Robert Lambert as we're talking about the Brits now, and he took that last qualifying space, uh, 108 points in the end. You look at his scores across the series, very consistent across the board. Um, five points in Warsaw, uh, 12th place finish was his worst finish, but a second place was his highest finish. Um, he got that in the Croatian opening round of the Grand Prix series in Croatia. Do you see a point, uh, I look at, I, look, I particularly looked at the last three rounds, and Lambert was in excellent positions in all of those to to possibly win it. Is is this something that he needs to overcome the the fear of not knowing how to win a Grand Prix? I think is what I'm alluding to. Is there yeah. an element? Is there an element that he he doesn't like when we, when we talk about footballers who have been there? They've been in cup finals. They've won cup finals. They know how to get how to get over the line. Is it a case that Rob now? needs to overcome that fear that he doesn't know how to get over the line. It's probably definitely a monkey on his back, I think. Um, he's been very close, and, and as I said, he, he's definitely got the pace. I think in, it, there are a few riders in the field that I think once if they outgate Smarslik, Smarslik isn't just going to steam up the inside of them. So, and I think he's in that group. I, I think, probably, I think in terms, of, in terms of how he looks at it, I imagine that obviously he's chomping at the bit, he wants to win that that first GP and I think once he does you could you could see that he might be a regular winner I think it's just getting that first one um, but you know he's finished in the top six got over 100 points he's always on the pace it, I, it would probably maybe might be overthinking it a little bit I think you still got plenty of time on his side I think the GP wins will come I think in terms of how young in, in terms of how young him and Bewley are in, in, in speedway terms you know a, a lot of top riders don't really hit their peak until they're probably early 30s really so um yeah, they've got time on their side. And I think in terms of Robert Lambert, I think once he gets one, it'd be like London buses. I think two or three will come along at the same time, to be honest. I, I 100% agree. Um, they've both got it in them. Um, I think they need to just just prove that now. Be a bit harder. Be a bit like a, a guy that I'm going to bring up now. I'm just going to go to Jason Doyle next. Your man, Jason Doyle. Um, who I think um, has had... Uh, there's been a lot of injuries in this series, but I think Jason Doyle has been one of the unluckiest riders known to yeah. a man, I think, in the series this year. If we go back to that opener in Croatia, he hit that first bend first, didn't he? Um, and picked yeah. up a bit, bit of grip, cost him a, a, a place in the fight, a, a win, in fact. He would have gone on to win that. And I think in, I want to say in Warsaw, um, is that when the, he, he got excluded for taking someone off or someone took him off? There's been a lot of dubious I... decisions involving Jason Doyle this year. Where yeah, I, I think he's been on the receiving end of either one way or the other, and it, it just seems that refs have lacked a little bit of consistency in what they're doing. Yeah, I think was it was it Warsaw was the was the one where it was Joy, was it Doyle and Smarslik was that Warsaw? Yes, I, I want to yeah. think where I think I think he's very unlucky. I think Smarslik was fortunate to still be in the to to not be excluded for that. Um, it is a Smarslik sort of move. He does steam up the inside, and I think Doyle's trying to trying to cover that run and you know it 
I think you look at it from Dawes' point of view a little bit. If you know, does he just leave him the hole to come steaming through? That's not a, that's not a Doyle thing. You know, he's not going to leave a hole for for Smarzy to come trundling through and and sort of wave him goodbye. Really, he's going to try and block that move. So, I think it's I think he's unfortunate to have been to have missed out in that heat. And I think you're right. I think there's a couple of times he could have won GPs this year where he's just been he's just been a bit unlucky. Um, you know, but then he's he's also had stinkers. You know, Melilla and and Voyens. I think. Was the one when he crashed, though. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can forgive him for that one. That was a high speed crash. So yes, yeah, no, for sure. But I think you know, in terms of Melilla, it's probably yeah. it's one he would. It, I think he would want. Obviously, he would want back. You know, he's only scoring one point in the. You only only getting one championship point from that round. I think in terms of tracks outside of Poland, I think that that's the ones I think he's better at. He's better outside of Poland than he necessarily maybe is in Poland. So it definitely would have wanted that one back and. Yeah, I think it is, he's definitely much improved this year on the last couple of years. I think if he'd have had a, a poor year this year, and obviously uh, he got through the GP Challenge, didn't he? Am I right thinking yes. that? Yep, he yeah. won the GP Challenge this year. So I think if he hadn't have done that and had a poor year, he could have seen himself without a GP place, which would have been a, bit, a little bit unfortunate because he's he's one of the more harder riders. You know, there's, there's, you know, there aren't many harder riders in that field. Doyle is, is always sometimes on the borderline of hard and reckless, but... I think he's he's just a hard racer, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, another hard racer who's, I think he would have probably got a wild card anyway, and he took that final spot in the top six. Um, Leon Madsen probably saved saved himself with that win in Voyens and uh, a mm. third place in Torren in the end, which propelled him above Dan and Rob. He's had he, he he's one that I think we all predicted would push Bartosz Marslik um, at the beginning of the season, but he's had a really up and down year, Leon. Uh, he's never really got into a groove. He's had a, he had a couple of uh, second places in the middle of the season in Gorshoff and Prague, but, but never really until then final two rounds. He never really got going in the series. No, he, those obviously those last two rounds have, have, have saved him, as you say. He's he's always been there or thereabouts. It's it's a strange one. I think I think um, he's again in that conversation similar to a lingering of, of those top riders not to win a world title. Um, I think he's had a couple of, there were a couple of years where he's been absolutely on it and probably was close. You know, I think back probably, you know, 2019 in, uh, you know, pre COVID he was that season. He was massively on it. You know, the last round in Torrin, all those smiles, it's picked up the world title. He went through the card. Um, he's again, it's another one of those that's, that's close. He's close. I think in another era, I say that, but it, you know, you take Smarzik out of that field, and it, I think it's completely wide open as to who might win the world title. You know, I know Lingren's ended up finishing a good twenty-five points clear of third place, but you know, without Smarzik, you're probably looking at Madsen and Lingren. Have both both would have won a world title. I think they've just been a bit, they've been a bit unfortunate. They're just nearly met at the moment. I think if they could, especially Madsen, if he could string together a little bit more consistency, or when he has a bad round. A bad round is still ten or twelve, rather than threes and twos like Cardiff and Melilla. Um, I think if he could, if he could start stringing those together, then he might be back up there. But yeah, he seems to be. He's gradually the t- points totals have started to sort of dip in the last couple of years. Um, although he did, I know he finished second last year, but he, you know, he would have only, I think, with his points total, would have only managed just about a third. So yeah, it's it's on a bit of a dip. I think if he if he can. Uh, rattle up some of the um, consistency he had in years gone by, then I, I think he could give Smarslick a run, but it, it's difficult to see past Smarslick, to be honest. 
in, I mean, that's that's rounded off the top eight there, who will all be back in 2024. Um, obviously, Jason Doyle qualified as winner of the GP Challenge. Martin Vashlik also qualified from the GP Challenge, um, which meant that Dan Bewley, who finished seventh in the series, also went through. And uh, we'll, I'll just touch on the guy now that um, will be joining the series next year. A new addition to the series, he qualified in second place from the GP Challenge, was Simon Wozniak. Um I'm not sure if that's a bit of a shock or not, but um, looking uh, just over his average um, over recent times, um, what are your thoughts on Simon Wozniak? Is he going to add some more unpredictability to the series? Um, possibly. I'm, I haven't got massive expectations for Simon Wozniak. I think he's been he's one of those Polish riders that's, that's been on the cusp recently. Um, obviously, he did have a, um, a wild card appearance where he, uh, at Gorzhov, obviously his home track, didn't have a very good round at all. Um, obviously, he's there on merit. Um, do I think that, you know, would he be better than, than last year's um, GP Challenge sort of qualifiers? Possibly. Uh, obviously, with an extra round in Poland, you would imagine that might be a bit more on it. Um, but, I, I don't think I can't see him troubling the top six. If I'm being honest, it doesn't it doesn't strike me as a rider that will that will trouble the top six. I think a, a few of the new, a couple of the newer riders, um, I don't see troubling that top six. So I think in in terms of in terms of that top six, you're probably looking at eight or nine riders vying for the say for those six places. Probably ten. And I think after that, I think you can have. A, I think you might have a, a little bit of a gap after that. So yeah, it's an interesting one in terms of. You know, he's that sort of second tier GP rider, isn't he? There's quite a few of those. You know, you've got obviously you've got Hook and Becky's coming in next year. Um, Lebedev's is another one. Uh, Dominic Cabrera is another one where they're they're just on the the cusp. They're they're there. They're like they're like a championship rider. Do you know what I mean? Not as in the yeah. British Championship, but they're, if the if the GPs are Premier League, they're cha- they're top end championship riders that might sort of yo yo in in the series and out the series as such. Just to put some stats in for, for Simon Wozniak for his um, what he's been doing in Poland, for instance, um, uh, this season was his best ever season. Um, he's averaging uh, around the eight point mark, one point nine seven four per per ride, I believe. Um, ever since twenty twenty, um, he's been improving. Um, he's had six years at Gorshov, um, also a couple of years at Rockslav before that as well. Um, so he'll be used to that track in Poland as well. Um, just looking at some of his info this year. 15th in the Polish league. Polish leagues are competitive league, so I, I don't. I think he'll be another one like Dominic Kubera, who won't be out of his depth when it comes to the four Polish rounds next year. But he'll be judged more on what happens at a track. Um, I know Landshut's coming in this year for, in Germany and Melilla. Um, he rides in. He rides in Sweden as well. Let me just check. Um, bear with me, Rob. I want to find out where he is in Sweden next year. Hold the line caller. I've got a feeling. I want to say Dakana, but which is Melilla, innit? Uh, yes, yes. Dakana, Dakana, however you pronounce it. I feel like we've probably butchered, we've probably butchered that slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you quote me on this. I actually, uh, I, I lie. He's at Indonana. Indonana. That's, uh, Kumler, isn't it? Kum- yeah, Kumler. Kumler. With uh, yeah. Dudek and Christoph Buskowski. So he's got he's got experience in um, Sweden as well. So he may well go round Melilla quite well. Um, I've not looked at his scores there. But yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. He's going to be one of those that's... I think he'll be on... 
with the greatest respect, I think he'll be better, more competitive than a Kim Nielsen type. But I think I, I think I'll, I'll talk about him now because I think we've got a lot of guys here now. In my this is my opinion, and I'm sure people will totally differ from me. We've got eight to ten guys here um, who are pushing, and then the rest, in my opinion. I want to. I'll talk about Ty Woffenden now. Um, do you want me to call him Ty Woffenden? Well, I think I think it's pronounced Woffenden, but you've but you've said Woffenden for two years now, mate. I, I think people are used to. It. If you changed it, I think we'd. Uh, I don't think people are like it. So, <laughs> I'll talk about Ty Woffenden then. Um, you sort of sense if he doesn't make the top six now this year, this is it for him. I think this is his third or fourth wild card. Um, We've we've talked, or I've talked, particularly about the the drive and the. Does he still want it that much? I'm sure he does, but is there is there that burning light still in him to get in that top six? Um, I think yes. I think I think there's still I think it's still there. Um, you know, there have been moments I thought in I thought before his injury in Cardiff, I thought he was absolutely on it. Um. It's a difficult one. It might just be a case of it might it might be a case of it just not quite as good as it used to be. Possibly, I don't whether or not that's down to you, you could be down to equipment, um, whatever. It, it could be down to injuries. He's had a lot of injuries. They might just be catching up with him a little bit um, in terms of fitness. Um, he's a lot. He's a quite a, quite a number of big offs. Um, just might not be quite as good as he used to be. I, he's still top class. As you, you know, when he come back to Britain, you, know, you, you you questioned is he is he um, it's obviously he's good enough to race in Britain. That's not quite what I'm getting at. I think it's more of a case of will he put the points on when he does come back to Britain, and he did. Um, so it's he just might not be quite as good as he used to be. I still think he's a as a class performer, but I think in terms of the riders that are, are, are sort of higher up in the standings, I think is it might just be equipment wise. He did, sometimes he just hasn't looked that quick. Um, it just might be setups, that sort of thing. You might just had a bad year for, for setups and things like that. You know, Doyle had a pretty poor year last year. You would probably say that. It, you know, I think we were we were talking last year about equipment. Yeah. I think he changed his equipment and possibly even his um, possibly even his even his team in the pits, and it, it did seem to um, improve his fortune. So it, 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 yeah, it could just be entirely down to equipment. I think only Woffington can tell you whether or not. Yo, he's still got the fire for it. I'm sure he does. I don't think, yo, know, I, I think it's a, it's one of the, it's a sport that if you haven't got the fire for it, there isn't any point doing it. Um, uh, but yo, know, he's still going. I, I, you know, in terms of even even if you look at his Polish league, um, you know, he, he's well down. He's 17th in the averages. He's averaged uh, again, you know, 1.963. He's averaged just shy of eight. It's still a decent average, but. Yeah, you tie Woffington, you would expect him to be a little bit, a little bit higher in that in that list of riders. You know, Vozniak is higher than him. Mikkel Mickelson is higher than him. You know, Max Frick, who isn't going to be in the GPs next year, he's up, he's up there. You know, Dominic Cabrera is a new is a new rider to the GPs. He's well up there. You know, you've got what feels like a sixty year old Yanis Kolodze is third in the averages. So, um, yeah, I, it, yeah, it might just be a, a sort of dip in form um, later in his career. Um, not that I think Ty Wolfman's coming to the end of his career, but he's he's not um, he's not as young as he used to be. Yeah, yeah this is true. Age catches up with all of us, apart from Greg Hancock, obviously. And um, yeah, Scalotte clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just uh, just on last year's series, a couple of guys I want to pick up on, um, and they're they're both Polish actually, and they won't be returning next year. 
one I'm slightly more surprised with, which was Patrick Dudek. Um, the other one, Magic Yunovsky. Both have been poor, I think, by their standards this season. Um, and they'll be disappointed. And I think probably Patrick more than Magic, to be honest. Uh, I, I mean, we all know what Magic done in the World Cup, so we know how capable this guy is. But in a in the Grand Prix series, they've just not done it this year, have they? No, I think I think Dudek can possibly feel a little bit hard done, but not necessarily hard done by you know Frick didn't get a pick and Frick was seven points seven points clear and he's finished ninth, which is you know, historically you know going back to the days of a top eight qualifying he would have been in without without question. So, but I think Dudek is more of a surprise missing out, as you say. Um, Yunovsky's just had an absolute stinker of a year, isn't he? Um, it's that one semi final all year, I think, and that was at Gorzhov. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, once obviously he did pick up an injury later on in the se- later on in the year, but yeah, it just you normally you're used to seeing Yanovsky having a fantastic start and then tailing off towards the end, but there wasn't even that this year. It's it, yeah, it's a strange one. Obviously, you know, he was a medalist in 2022, so you could say one bad year is one bad year enough to warrant not getting a pick. But I I, I do think they're, they're probably after a little bit of new blood in terms of you know that obviously they've given Dominic Cabrera a. a a pick who's, who's been on the cusp for quite a while, and obviously Zyma Vosniak qualified, so he's probably just lost out in the basis. Dudek's probably just lost out on the basis that a Polish rider's qualified. I think this is true, and we look ahead to the series next year, and there's five new faces coming into it. Um, two, actually, two Kingsland legends coming into <laughs> it. Um, so Andrei Lebedev, uh, Kai Huckenbeck. Dominic Kabir, Simon Wozniak and Jan Kovec come into the series. I don't know what your thoughts are on those five coming in. Yeah, so the, the obviously, yeah, as you say, the, the five that's come in, um, yeah, five new faces, he said. I think there's a number there, like in terms of your Lebedevs, your Kaberas, your Huckenbecks that have been right on the cusp. They've, they've been in and around the GP series in terms of reserve berths and, and wildcard picks for a little while. Um, probably the the one that's probably the most surprising is the Yankovic. Um, that was a GP challenge, if I'm right in thinking. I want to uh, say that. Yes, he was. He um, he got through because Lambert had obviously he'd finished fourth in the Grand Prix challenge, but he'd already qualified automatically, which meant that he got in. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Yankovic is probably the the surprise one of that of that list. Um, I wouldn't have put him as sort of on the cusp. He's obviously a you know he's, he's a decent performer in term in terms of in terms of the world stage. But if you look at probably in term in, in terms of his World Cup performance, he didn't set the world alight as such. Um I think in the in the race off he only managed two points. Um you know in a in a in a pretty in a pretty uh in a reasonably tough sort of meeting but you know there were riders there that he would have he would have wanted to be near or near beating or you know beating um you know even in the first meeting he you know he scored seven which was you know, a decent return. Um, I think he only he was only outscored in the end by Milik, I think. So, yeah, it's he's probably the most surprising. I think the others have been on the cusp, and and I think they've probably just wanted to freshen up, freshen up the lineup. Really, um, yeah, it's difficult to argue with any but any of them. I, I half expected Cabrera to be in there. Huckenbeck, I think, has got in on the basis that it, I think he had a decent. Um, you know, he was reasonably competitive in the two round in the in the two rounds he did do at the end of the year as well. I think he even beat Smarzik in Torrent. So yeah, yeah. Um, so they've been competitive. Lebedevs has been competitive at this level for a little while. Maybe I don't think he's going to break into the top six, but it's a new face, and I think it probably does. It probably did need a few new faces just just 
just for a bit of added extra spice. But I don't necessarily see any of them breaking into the top six as such. I think, you know, with the with the four rounds in Poland, possibly Cabrera might do. But I think away from Poland, he might struggle a little bit. Welcome on to our predictions at the beginning of next season when we return in February. Uh, we'll run through who we think uh, the runners and the riders in the series next year. But um, if you check out our social media pages, you'll see that the calendar was released um, for the series next season. Obviously, as we've mentioned, it has gone up to 11 rounds now. Rockslav has returned. Um, that will be the 31st of August um, at, with the World Cup not being on this year. Um, that round is now returned. Um, just some other important dates for you. Um, the series itself opens in Croatia again at the Donny Kraljevic on the 27th of April. Um, new round uh, in Germany, which will now, rather than Tetaroff, will be in Landshut, um 18th of May 2024. Oh, that's Katie's birthday. Yeah, t- take her to Germany. Romantic weekend in the German countryside. Do you want to go to Germany? We're going to Germany for your birthday. I'm treating you. I've told her. She's done. She's happy. She's nodding at me. Um, and then um, Cardiff, um, obviously the 17th of August, of which um, she will be coming with me again for that, actually. Um, bringing, the, bringing the missus this time. Oh, Take care of because no one took care of me last time. So. Well, it's just, you know, to be fair, it's probably better than you being there, mate, to be fair, isn't it? So. <laughs> and then the, the round 11 will be in Torren um, slightly earlier. Um, I think it was in October this year. 28th of September the series will finish this year, but... Um, Looking forward to another great series of the of the Grand Prix this season. And who can challenge Bartosz Schmarslik? Get in touch with us. We want to know who you think, if anybody can uh, challenge him for the title this year. Um, one name we didn't mention out of the Grand Prix series that will be returning this year is the uh, European champion. I would say new European champion, but he is now a three-time European champion, Mikkel Mikkelsen of Denmark. Um, and that is where we're going to focus now, the four rounds which took place uh, this season. Um, which saw him crowned as champion uh, with 52 points. Uh, Leon Madsen finished the series second with 44. And uh, the ever evergreen Janusz Kolodze from Poland was third on 42 points. Um, in terms of the series itself, obviously Mikel come out on top on that. Um, the round in Pardubice was uh, abandoned due to the weather, in which he probably would have won anyway. But I, I suppose there's two names that you're probably looking at on this list now. Uh, both missed the uh, opening round in Chestikova, Poland. Janusz uh, Kolodze and Dominic Kibira may have done a lot more had they have not missed that opening round. Yeah, I think I think Kolodze may have been on for may have been on for winning the title, and we we could have been talking about Kolodze being in the Grand Prix again. Um, oh, yeah, obviously no. that's that's like Kasperzak <laughs> being back in the Grand Prix again. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I prefer Kolodze over uh, over Kasperzak, but yeah, I know I know what you mean. And obviously, Kubera missed that first round. It was in che- it's in Poland in Chestakova. Um, he could have been banging on the door of a medal. Um, you know, he, he picked up ten points in all three of the other rounds. Um, you know, judging by that, you know, looking at a European Championship in terms of their form, you can see why Kubera was probably picked. Um, three rounds, finished seventh possibly would have been in the top five had he not missed a round. So you can you can see that. Lebedevs is another one. As you see, he's finishing fourth in the in the European Championship. So again you can see why they've probably picked him. Um but yeah it's it's an interest there that is essentially your your sort of your second division really as such in terms of in terms of Grand Prix. I know obviously you know say you the loot beckers of the world or you know, like your Sam Masters, your Ryan Douglases, those people that you're from Australia don't unfortunately aren't 
on in this one. Um, They're in Eurovision, it, though, Australia. So why can't yeah, you think, why, why, can they, why can't they be in the European Championships? Yeah, why not? You almost, To be fair, you, you, know, you could almost sort of rebrand it as a as a World Championship 2 or something like that, couldn't you, and have them in there. Mm. I think yeah. it'd be, you know, and then you could say that still the winner gets a, a GP place or even the top two get a GP place, something like that. Um, but, yeah, you can see why Lebedevs and Cabrera have been picked for the GPs based on... Um, in terms of their form in uh, in the European Championship, which again, Hulkenbeck as well, you could probably yeah, yeah. That. Sorry, no, I missed I missed Hulkenbeck in there in six as well. So you can see why they've been picked. It's yeah. Again, you've got. I think it's similar to the Grand Prix. You've probably got you know that top five and possibly there's probably five or six there that fa- would fancy their chances of at least picking up a medal in this. And then the rest of the the rest of them are there or thereabouts. Yeah, Vozniak obviously had a picked up a, I think a third place in the first round as well. So, and he missed two rounds. So, there's a, there's a few also rounds in there. Obviously, Adam Ellis, you know, picked up 22 points, finished 11th. Not not a bad display. You know, did did okay. I think did reasonably reasonably well in terms of the company he was keeping in the meeting. So, yeah, I think it's yeah solid performance from Adam Ellis in terms of that. And I think you, the names at the top are the ones you would expect to be at the top in that. And obviously, Patrick Dudek's automatically qualified for the series next year. So that's another way into the uh, Grand Prix for next year. And Janusz Kolodze, if he can stay fit, um, he's back at Lesno again this year. If he stays fit for the whole season, every chance he could be in the Grand Prix in 2025. What I mean, wow. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he feels like he should be about 70. I'm going to check this. I'm gonna, I'll have a look for you. He is... Oh, I think he's only 39 at the moment, actually. He's not as old as I thought he was. I thought he was into his 40s now, but he's 39. I thought he was as well. That shocks me. It's, when I remember he was, at, he was at Reading Bulldogs all, all them years ago. He was in that playoff final, weren't he, against Peterborough? Yeah, yeah. Or was that two, was that 06, I want to say? I want to say that, yeah. I mean, that yeah, he would have been, uh, what's that, 17 years ago. So he was only a, a youngster back then. A young Janusz oh, Kolodze. I don't imagine a young Janusz Kolodze, but... No, it's difficult, isn't it? <laughs> a man of 40. Uh, I mean, Greg Hancock was in the series at 40, so why can Janusz Kolodze not be in the series at 40? No, he, was a, he was a world champion in his 40s, I think, wasn't he, yeah. Greg, Greg Hancock? So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And he's still obviously very quick as well. Um, he's shown that time and time again where he is in the averages in Poland, as you mentioned, third in the averages still. Um, so he obviously still enjoys his speedway and, and we give him a little bit of a ribbon because of how old we think he is, but he's still very competitive at every level. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, looking at his looking at his performances in there, he's only scored, he hasn't made double figures only three times all season. You know, one of them was away at Champions Lublin. Um and I'm, I'm hazarding a guess that he, I don't know, I'd like to see why he only scored one at, away at Crosno, but hey, might have been, might have had an injury, might have had a crash. Um, but yeah, picked up at least double figures in, in all bar three meetings all season, picked up six away at Lublin, who ended up winning the title. So yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's not sprightly by any means, but he's still doing the job. Yeah, and fair play to him. Uh, as long as he's still enjoying it, who are we to judge him? 
Exactly. I want to look at his matches now. Why did he only get one at Krosno? Why did he only get one at Krosno? He got one at Lesno against... Gorshoff. Gorshoff. Um, he only had two rides. and He must have crashed that day and got injured. Mm, yeah, because he missed two meetings after that, I think. Why has he only scored one at Krosno? Did he just have an absolute stinker at Krosno? He, he had two rides. Is this the one where they pulled everyone out of their rides? Yeah, Zengotter only had two rides. Holder only had two rides. I think this was when the season had been done, about, uh, essentially. That oh, okay. The, that was just before the playoffs, so I think they were just giving them all a rest. But um, we're just looking at some of these other names that we've not mentioned in the series this year. Um, beyond the cusp, uh, someone like Kasper Voriner. Um, he is returning to, I want to say, Chester Chester Cove. Yep, I, I, I want to say he's already confirmed that. Yes, he is. Um, and then also, what other name was I just looking at? Um, I've lost my sheet that I was looking at. No, uh, Antonio Lindback, obviously, friend of the show, Antonio. Um, Dimitri Berger, will Adam Ellis be back in the series? There's still the qualification process to go through. But again, the European Championships is a good way for, for riders to progress into the Grand Prix series. So it's, it's well worth qualifying for. And um, hopefully we see some big names going through. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's it is a good proving it's it's a good proving ground for for riders who aren't necessarily on the world stage that often. Um, you know, obviously Adam Ellis has uh, you know got a World Cup uh, World Cup pick this year, which obviously we'll we'll talk about um, later on. But it's it, it, there's a lot of riders there that you know Greg Zengotter's never really been a, a sort of looking like he's going to be in the GPs, but he I think he's had a reasonably decent season for Legno, um and obviously he's, he was a full timer in this, so. Yeah, it's a good sort of proving ground for those riders that are not quite at that GP level yet, and it's it's a good way of, of testing themselves against those the boys near the top, the, those top sort of five or six that are almost GP regulars. Yeah. So obviously we're looking forward to the um, for the resumption of the uh, European Championships again next year. But um, we are going to move on to something you just touched on there again, uh, World Cup week, um, which obviously is going to change, and we'll, we'll we'll come on to that in a little bit for those that haven't heard, but. Uh, 2023 saw the World Cup week take place in uh, Rockslav. Bear with me two seconds. Somebody's just joined us. Somebody's awake. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, somebody's Hello. with us. At least you've turned up for the bit you did actually go to. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. You've got to go to work in a minute, haven't you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I am now talking about the World Cup. Uh, in Rockslav, which you two attended, um, what a week! Tell me, tell me about your experiences. Not not about meeting up with him, but the speedway itself. What was it like to have been there? You you want to go, Kane? As you're here, do you want to do you want to get some words in? Or uh, yeah, it was good. Um, track was good. Thanks for that, Rob. Over to you. <laughs> <laughs> now go on, Kane. Go on. I feel like you had another sentence coming. Uh, Eight twenty wasn't very good in the final. No, that was a bit of a stinker, that one, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. No, so, it was It was a really good meeting. Probably one of the best meetings I've been to. And I would go again. That, that's all, it. You can go to Rob now. In-depth analysis from, in depth always, analysis from what, Kane Watt. What do you expect? <laughs> no, it, as, as Kane sort of vaguely alluded to, fantastic week. Um, thoroughly, enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought... The, the track did get better over the course of the week. It was a you know it was a little bit possibly gate and go at the start, which is you know unfortunate and slightly strange. Obviously, Vroslav has been 
I think probably tops the stats in the Polish league in terms of passing and racing. So, um, but as Kane alluded to, the, the final was probably the best BWM meeting I think I've ever been to, to be perfectly honest. I think in terms of how close it was, you know, six points separating all four teams in a World Cup final. I don't, there's usually one team that's pretty off, sort of tailed off as stragglers. Um, and then obviously, Heat 20 would have been absolute magic had we, uh, have we managed to had Britain managed to do it in that heat twenty? Um, oh, I, I love the can't... use of the term magic there. Yeah, yeah, no pun intended. Um, but I think in terms of a, in terms of a, of an atmosphere at Speedway, I, I've never experienced anything like that heat twenty. If I'm being yeah, anywhere, um, yeah, you know, I, I was at Torum for Smarjit's first World Title in 2019, which was pretty electric. Yeah, you know, I've seen my own team win win. Um, trophies here in Britain but in terms of just an atmosphere in a stadium I've, it was electric I've never seen anything like it in, ter- in, in Speedway um, so it's just yeah it's a fantastic experience in a, in a fantastic city Lovely lovely and just just going back to that round one um, it started with Great Britain um, defeat in Sweden by 11 points in the end um, and Czech Republic just edged out Germany into that race off position um, for me the Czech Republic were the only ones that really used the reserve as um, as an advantage that like you could use the reserve at any point during the meeting. For me, only Czech Republic used it accordingly at that point with Vaclav Milik scoring 11 points. Jan Kovec, he scored 10 in that round. Um, for Sweden, obviously, Freddie Lindgren led them well with 12 points. And for Germany, Kai Huckenbeck, um, 11 points. Um, for Great Britain, obviously, the three that you would have expected to do well, done very well in Ty Woffenden, Dan Bewley and Robert Lambert, but I just want to touch on Adam Ellis and Tom Brennan and their usage here, and I know a lot was said at the time, I'll come to you for this one Rob, why did we not take Ellis out he's riding rubbish and all this palaver but um, knowing that the final was going to be at Rockslav anyway, it was pointless taking Ellis out, he obviously needed track time, we knew he would be the weaker member of the team, so they, they brought Ty obviously sacrificed himself to give Tom Brennan a ride. I think I think they worked it accordingly in that first round. Yeah, I think you know in terms of yeah, Ellis coming out in heat one, he come out of uh, come out of gate one in heat one. He had he had lingering. Um, I want to say alongside him, he did. Yeah, he had lingering alongside him in heat one. He, he did. You know, he did exactly what everybody was hoping he was going to do. He come out and he got Britain off to a off to a great start. Um, you know, he won that heat. He was on the pace in that heat. I know that the line was pretty pretty much a curb crawl for that one, but he did what everybody needed him to do. Um, it, you know, I think if you had Lindgren got over him and sort of, and won the heat and set the tone for the evening, would have been any different? Possibly. I still think Britain would have had too much for Sweden in the end. But in terms of his in terms of his usage, I think it was I think it was the right call to give him the five rides. I think that we're going to go with Ellis throughout most of, throughout the meet throughout the tournament. Um, obviously, Brennan got a ride in the end as well, and I, I know Brennan got a ride in the final as well. And he he was, he was on the pace. You know, he rode, he, you know, he rode his, if you excuse the language, he rode his bollocks off in the race he got. He just was unlucky. Just wasn't wasn't quite as quick as everybody else. So, yeah, I think they I think they they did what they could. I think we were probably one really good performance away from from winning the World Cup. We we virtually nearly did it with with three riders in the end. No disrespect to Adam Ellis, who I thought. You know, acquitted himself fine over the course of the week. And moving on to semi-final two, then um, it was Denmark who just edged out um, Australia in that uh, terrific performances for Australia from Jamin Lindsay and Jack Holder. And it was actually um, Jason Doyle and Max Frick who probably 
say let them down, but uh, didn't score what was probably predicted of them, Kane. But in, in terms of the Danes, they were electric at the start of the meeting. I know Mickelson, Thompson and Madsen all won their opening heats and scored well um, throughout the meeting. And um, I think it was important for them to set down that marker and knock the Australians out at that point. Yeah, um, I think I think even me included. I think we did mention that Australia probably looked one of the stronger sides, and possibly, another, apart from us, maybe the strongest from one to five. And like you said, you know, it was the I was going to say the top two, but maybe two of the top three now because Holder is technically now ranked higher. But yeah. Um, it was always going to be a shootout between them two anyway, and it was, like I said, it was close to the end, and uh, even the final, what wasn't much separating them, I think. Was it Denmark who started really slowly and then really turned up in the end? I think, like, in the second half of the final? And then, uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the, the, the Danish team, it's, um, it's it's got a really, really strong top three, quite similar to Australia, and then the number four is someone who is... On the up, really, I think. Oh, wait, no, they're, did they have Pedersen at four? Yeah, they, well, they had Pedersen in, as their number four, and he, um, Rasmus Jensen come in for him in the right, in the in the semi-final. That's, yeah, I was thinking of Jensen. Sadly, Mr. Pedersen is no longer on the up. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that that's sort of what I was getting at there. And then, obviously, you could even compare Pedersen to Chris Holder. You know, veterans who have been there and done it, he could still do it when needed. So yeah, it's it's pretty like flag teams, and yeah, it was um, two good battles over both meetings that they were in. And France just edged out Finland in that. I just want to mention Dimitri Berger, uh, a really important fourteen points from him to get France into third place, and uh, not to mention Finland. Um, Anti Wallace was a, a name I wanted to mention. He beat uh, Nicky Pedersen and Jason Doyle in his six points. So um, not a name I'd been particularly I'd heard of a lot but um, um, some important points for him um, during that race off so so well done to him and Rob we moved on to the race off and uh, to be perfectly frank Australia just run away with this didn't they Holder yeah Doyle, they were. Holder Doyle Frick Lidsey Holder all imperious in the end to be honest and beat Sweden by 19 points yeah I think I think they had a bit of a point to prove I, th- I think they were pretty gutted about not going straight through to the final um, obviously, obviously, with it all being in, on the same track, it isn't necessarily that important to be in the race off and get that practice before the final. Um, yeah, they were just they were just way too much for anybody else. I, I thought they'd win. I didn't think they'd. Uh, I didn't think they'd, they'd beat the Swedes by nearly twenty points. Um, I think, yeah, they were just they were just on another planet. As soon as they come out, I think they meant business. Without you know, they, they've come out and they won four heats on the bounce. No, sorry, they won seven heats on the bounce at the start <laughs> at the start of the evening. Um, Limbach finally beat them in heat eight. So, yeah, they were just friend they were definitely the show, def- Lindbach, yes, please friend of the show, Antonio Limbach. Um, yeah, they they were stunning in that race off. Um, as I said, I, I thought they'd win, but I didn't think they'd win by that by that comfortably. Um, in the end, it was sort of. It's probably the most anticlimactic meeting of the week, to be honest, because all the teams were sort of pretty, pretty far apart. I think France would be very, very happy in terms of their performance. I think they would have been, yeah, they were happy. You know, they'd made the race off, and then they ended up, they've come third in the race off. They beat the Czechs, which says a little bit about the Czechs. They were pretty shocking in that meeting, to be perfectly honest with you. 
yes. Um, yes. Yeah, only 11 points, of which Millet got seven of those. So, um, And the French did use Berger as their number five pretty well in that one as well. We managed to score 10. So, yeah, it's. I think they'll, they'll probably be the... Uh, they could, I think the French would have been very happy with their performance in the World Cup. And Sweden, obviously, they use Lingren at number five as well. So this was like the turning point, really, of of where teams started to use strong rider at reserve. Um, and we move on to the final. And again, it was evident that they wanted to use their strongest or one of their strongest riders at reserve. Um, Great Britain, we used Dan Bewley at reserve. Um, Fraz, um, he seemed to be the only one that was, um, I don't know what the word is, not that bothered in terms of structure, shall we say. So, like, he didn't mind when he went out. He'd go out when he was told, etc., etc. Um, yeah, Australia used Chris Holder at five, which they'd done throughout the tournament. Kolodze was at five. Without seeing Poland, would they have put him at five? I don't know. Um, and Thompson had moved to five for, for Denmark as well. Interestingly, and, and, and congratulations to Poland. And it was a really, really tight meeting between four great nations. And um, it was heartbreak for Great Britain at the end when, when Janowski passed um, Lambert, Rob. It was uh, so hard. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it would have been... It would have been... It would have been special to see... You know, obviously it's special to see Britain win a World Cup at all. But for them to do it in Poland, in Poland's backyard, would have been immense um yeah it just just wasn't a be in the end um you know Janowski come up with come up with a massive ride when he needed it you know Cabrera not really done anything all night and then come up with a massive win when he needed it um yeah it's just one of those um you, you did sort of feel like you know Brit obviously Poland had led the meeting earlier on at one point I think after 12 feet they're a point ahead but Britain had sort of kept them at arm's length all night, and I think it just—it's just, yeah, that last set of heats. Oh, it's so frustrating to even talk about at this point. To be honest, it's yeah, it's yeah. That I mean, the last race was a mental race. You know, obviously, your Frick being the complete spoiler in that last heat, gating and, and getting in the way. Really, I think if Lambert had gated and had gone, I think we were in. I don't think anybody was catching him. Yeah, but it it just yeah. Kane, we look at it and. I know a lot of people have pointed the finger of blame at Woffy, um, two last places and the third to finish his night. I think that's totally unfair. Um, this is a really competitive field. This is a Grand Prix field we're talking about here. Um, so you can argue that this is his home track, blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't have been set up like his home track. I'm sure the Polish Federation had something to do with it. I'm, I'm not saying they did, but... Um, it's it's difficult to take, but it's encouraging from a British perspective that we've performed now in Speedway of Nations and we've now performed in a World Cup. I, I think that's the real positive that we should take from this. Yeah, it's the, it's the first time since I've watched Speedway anyway um, that we've had more than one ride in the GP. So that even that just proves how far we've come in about yeah about fifteen years. So if probably longer. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. If you look at the results, you could probably say it might have been, maybe not his fault, but you say if we picked a point there, point there, we'd have been in a race off. But yeah, you know, it's it's a world class field. It's not as easy as just picking up an extra point. But um, yeah, it could have been it could have been any of them. 
I mean, you look at Janowski, he scored seven points from five rides. This is his home track. He's not won a race all night. He doesn't need to win a race. Yeah. It's it's not... It's no one's fault. It's it's a team effort in the end of the day, isn't it? So, what can you do? It's just just playing unlucky. There's there's great nations in there, so... It was congratulations to Poland. I mean, we we'd done something. If you if you think back a year or so, we'd done something similar to them in the Speedway of Nations. Janowski falls, Lambert and Bewley go through and win the title. So going to happen again. It's uh, so yep. Yeah, so obviously the World Cup now takes a break. Um, Rob twenty twenty four sees the return of the Speedway of Nations, which will be at uh, the NSS Bellevue, Manchester. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of Mancunians that will be well happy with that, but. Um, Again, it's a, it's an opportunity for Great Britain in it to 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 get a gold medal, shall we say? Opportunity, I think, is a bit more than that. I think, whisper it quietly. I I put us as favourites in the. I think in the pairs in ter- in a pairs format, I would put us as favourites. I think in in terms of the pairs and obviously having a third rider, I, especially on home on home soil, I would put us as favourites. Not often you would say that in speedway, especially I'll when Poland are concerned. I don't think that I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to whisper it quietly. I'll shout it. No. I think I think we're favourites. I think we're favourites to win the Speedway Nations, to be honest. I think it suits us way more than it suits Poland. To be I, honest, I think Poland have no. never won a Speedway of Nations, have they? So Exactly. You know, you know, we, we talked about the pressure on Robert Lambert. They don't. Well, obviously, it's different. It's slightly different because Mars looks won four world titles, but he's never won a Speedway of Nations, has he? Can I? The issue. Go on. I I was talking about this to somebody. I can't remember now. I think if it was a Speed World Cup at Manchester, I think Australia would absolutely dominate it against anyone. Because if you look at the team, it's got Max Rick, Jason Dahl, Jack Alder, Jim, and Lindsay. Wouldn't say they've dominated. I think the riders. I think Lindsay and Frick would go well right now. I don't think Doyle particularly Doyle's enjoys a really it that much. Record at Bellevue, and then Jack Alder's quick, so. <laughs> and then you, even you could have some like Brady Kurtz at number five. Yeah, you, I, I mean you, you could have, have a, you could Kurtz have could be in the team. team. I think they'd still do well, but I, that's why I think as well. I think maybe for the uh, three nations, you can't rate them high, but I would say, us and Poland and potentially Denmark, have a slight edge. That's all. I'm not going to say we're favourites like Rob. I'm not. I'm not that confident yet. But um, <laughs> I think we're. I think there's a chance. We're we're well up. We're up. We're well up there. But I don't think let's it'll just be... make it out of the semi-final first, and then see what happens. We'll be in the final. We're straight yeah. in, aren't we? Well, there's there's oh. well, what is there? There's two, there's two rounds, a race off, and a fight. It's, it's like the World Cup, I believe. But do we go direct to the final? Oh, sure yeah, do, yeah, yeah, I assume yeah. we do. Yeah, it's top three go through, and then it's a seven-man thing, and it's a seven-team thing. So the, yeah. the first, the first round's on the 9th of July. Uh, second round on the tenth. Third round will be, which is the race off, will be on the twelfth of July, and then the final on the thirteenth of July, which I assume Great Britain will be in um, as hosts. So we wouldn't have to qualify. But again, you're at that, you're at that end where a couple of teams will have ridden on it twice. Do you want to be in the, that position where you've not ridden on it again? Like somebody like um, I don't know, Dan Bewley will have ridden on the track anyway, and Woffy would have done as well. Because if they're both going to return to the UK anyway, they would have ridden on the track anyway. But you never know. But we still have a good chance. I, I'm not as confident as Rob, and I wouldn't put us as as favourites just yet. But 
I see. The thing is, is that I, I agree with what Kane says about Australia. I think you put them right up there. But I, obviously, I think the Speedway Nations as the format. I think the team. It. I think it doesn't. I think it suits the least is Poland because. Who, I've right, got a question for you. Who goes go on. with Who goes with Smarslik? Yeah, I was just coming on to that. I was just like, who who would you who who goes with Smarslik? Because you take him. Yeah, you know, I know there's a few of them in the in the GP. Like you look at the GP. Um, lineup. You've got Smarslik, uh, Fosniak, Kubera, right? As your three poles in the GPs this year. You've got Bjornowski, who is pretty bad. Who was not had a you know not had a good de- year this year. Kolodze hasn't ridden in Britain in in what seems about. I don't think he's four. ever been to the NSS before. No, no, he's never been to the NSS, and he hasn't ridden in Britain for about forty years. So, yeah. <laughs> um, give all to you. Know, you exactly. You know, Kubera. Obviously, you purely based on that obviously doesn't ride in Britain. The last time he was in Britain was, I think, Glasgow in the GP Challenge a couple of years ago, and he was horrendous. He, um, he did ride in the uh, Speed Nations at Bellevue, I think. Maybe as a reserve. He might have been reserved. I don't know. I don't recall in the him. final. Maybe in the semi-final. So what an interesting... Well, it's not a stat or a fact, but something interesting. Yeah, go on. Tell me there's, something interesting. There's two riders that haven't signed up in Sweden yet. That what, Polish, Polish riders that may end up in Britain this season. Um, Piotr Pavlitsky. Bartosz Smarslik. Oh, and Magic Janowski. Tell me I'm wrong. Who on earth in Britain... For all the will in the world, who on earth in Britain is going to sign Bartosz Smarslik? Who's going who's gonna to log a load of money at that? No, I don't, well, I don't necessarily think they will, but... but it's interesting because Legion um, have got who have they got? They've got uh, Thornblum, Burnson, Voroner, Kubera, Lidzi, Sherniak. Unless unless Schmarslik fits in there somewhere, I don't know where Schmarslik is going to go at the moment. If he's not going to ride in Poland, uh, Sweden, sorry, surely he's going to ride in more than Poland. He's got to be somewhere else. I I just don't see where he fits in at the moment in Sweden. That's bold. Maybe Smederna, but why has he not been announced? I I don't understand why you wouldn't announce someone like that now. Mm. Saving the best till last. Here come here come here come the newly promoted Birmingham Brummies with the signing of the century again as they why bring in former. I'm just saying, how, <laughs> how, how desperate are Poland to win a Speedway Nations that they would persuade Smarzli to, to and go and ride in Britain? I'm, I'm just it's. It's, it's a theory. I, I, I see heard, you mean, obviously, I have heard Yanovsky's name mentioned coming back to the UK yesterday. Obviously, you had Wuffenden sign for, was it Esbjerg, the other last year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah, with the Speedway Nations, was going to be there, wasn't it? Yeah. It was going to be there, wasn't it? They ended up changing it. It was a Voyans in the end, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, you, know, you would imagine that he signed with the expectation of... With them, with them hosting the Speedway Nations, he signed there on purpose. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. So, so how desperate? Like here we are, uh, Bar- Barty back at Brum. Oh, it's a little. It, it counts. It's happening. It's official. There we go. You've heard it here first. Smarslick to Britain. Smarslick to Birmingham. Oh, I imagine. Imagine Thank the. Thank me, mate. I'm, I might make do five feet this time, guys. Imagine the unbelievable! You imagine the unbelievable scenes when we've got Saifutinov and Smarslik in the same riding in our league again. Oh, against 
Danny King or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, sorry. But, um, that, well, that concludes it. That concludes the, the Grand Prix, um, the SEC, the World Cup. Um, just to bring you a little bit more role of honour, I suppose. Um, we're going to go down to the Young Lions and the British Championships in the 500cc. Um, this was won by Ashton Bowden, 72 points ahead of Jody Scott with 64 points and a name to, to look out for in the future. Sonny Springer, 55 points in third place. The 250cc class, and this really is a name to look out for in the future. William Cairns, he's been riding on the continent a lot this season. Um, 70 points he finished with. Jamie Effrington with 56. Uh, third place, Kings Lynn legend. Cooper Russian, 50 points. Remember that name. Could be riding for us uh, 1255 class, Oliver Bovingdon and Archie Rolf finished level on 100 points. Archie Rolf's dad actually is a Kingsland legend, Darren Rolf. Hello, Darren, if you're listening. Ollie Bins, uh, he finished third on 74 points. And in the 125cc support class, Rocco Webb and Kane Newby finished up on 88 points. And Lewis Haig was third on 69 points. Um, other than that, boys... Um, that is our season completed. Um, obviously, we've got a lot to look forward to over the winter. We've been keeping a, a tab over the signings that are happening at the moment. Some we can give you. Um, obviously, in Great Britain, all that we know is Sam McGurk uh, will be returning to Workington next year's in the Championship. And Scott Nichols has also been announced uh, with you Oxford the in the Championship. You forgot the red card ones. Yeah, like you're saying about Charles Riley, is, is that... Properly yeah. confirmed because people have signed two year deals before contracts. and not returned. Yeah, I know, but people have signed that before, so we'll say Charles Wright then. To... And we... uh, Jess Edwards. Should we say Connor Bailey as well? No. Okay. Are you upset by that? No. You sound upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, they're the only two that we confirmed at the moment. Um, uh, but we look forward to a good winter. And obviously, when we come back with our Christmas show, we will we will look back over uh, the signings that have been made. Uh, the AGM is this week, um, as we're recording. Uh, this will come out on the Tuesday. The AGM starts on bah, 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 the Wednesday, I think, doesn't it? I so, thought it was on Monday. I thought, uh, 15th, I thought it was. Maybe wrong. but um, By the dur- time this is out, it might have happened. Yeah, it's during the course of this week, we will know something about uh, the meeting itself. So, um, plenty of news to come out in the future. But um, for us, um, I just want to give you a few, um, while we're off the air, a few podcasts that you might want to listen to. Um, Heat One Motorsports over in Australia, Logan and Todd Wilshire. Um, do a tremendous podcast over there. Make sure you have listened to that. Humans of Speedway is back. Uh, one for you, Rob. Alan Rossett is on that at the moment. Oh. Okay. Have a listen have to a, that. I might have a listen to that. See if he's got anything to say about... No, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he's on that with Ian Brannan and, and obviously the uh, No Breaks, No Fears has finished for the time being. But uh, Talk Speedway also, uh, another good one. We had them on the show recently. Um... They've I've got, got some, some more if you want some more. I've got loads of podcasts. Um, reel some more off. I mean, are they Speedway? Or... Yeah, yeah. Are you just like... No, there's yep. loads of random podcasts. Um, there is Drop the Clutch. They have been doing it for one season. Um, they do it with... Ru- well, there's about five of them. Ruth, Nick, uh, Frank, or Frankie, I'm not sure which one. 
Uh, Dan and Dylan have been on there. Um, yeah, they've had some interesting ones. They've recently had Tom Brennan there. I listened to it. It was a decent episode. Um, there's also the Speedway Tavern. I think everyone knows them. They've been doing it for about 10 years. Um, but they've also finished for the season. But if you don't listen to them, plenty of backup if you want to go and listen to their archives. Um, there's a few club ones. Birmingham do one. Berwick do one. Um yeah, and if you have ever dabbled in the Speedway Sliders game, they now do a podcast, which I was on this week. I am a, I'm a famous guy, so uh, give them a listen. We should do a Speedway Challenge one, shouldn't we? No, no, we shouldn't. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I, I am in. I am like there, there could be another club podcast coming out next season as well. You just have to hold your horses on that one. Always come second best to round the board, so. I don't know what you're going to be doing with your spare... Well, you're not going to have any spare time, the amount of no, stuff you're doing, mate. No. It only takes about 10 minutes to slide off the street, doesn't it? <laughs> Very short episode. Yeah. We lost Take it again. Maybe, maybe, you should, maybe you should do like one of those Twitter accounts, have Kingsland lost again. Yes. And just tweet every time. Like, like how many days since Kingsland lost one? <laughs> well, I, we've got one other talking point actually because this is on our predictions league and it is utterly pointless now because Kane has run away with this one um, but we had our one to watch in the SGP predictions we've discounted Kane because he had Mikkel Mickelson. I had Robert Lambert and Rob had Jason Doyle I'm oh you want to hear this off now I'm team Doyle I mean, I'm Team Doyle, obviously. He's got to hey, be the one to watch. Yeah, like, I've, I've got of all to... the exciting things happened this year, he was involved in most of them. I, I have to say, like, Jay, I think as, as good a season Rob's had, and he's had a tremendous season, I think Jason has just genuinely been unlucky this year. It's, it's not a reason to give him a one to watch, but I think he's just been, he's been given the rough end of the stick, and he should have got a top six place by right, in my opinion. And I... I I'd, I'd give it to him, anyway. Are you being nice on the basis that you think he might end up signing for Kings Lynn? No, I don't because I don't think he will. I've I've turned my attentions to uh, to buy a smoothie like now. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Toby is obviously leaving Sheffield. He's got to go somewhere, and it better not be Ipswich with them two goons because Ipswich will be unbeatable with them three. I wouldn't go back to Lynn if that happened. Oh dear! It's um. I'll, I'll give Doyle the point for that, just so it brings Rob a little bit closer. So, Kane, you won with 87. Rob, you finished on 85, and I was on 66. Pretty pathetic, to be honest. But... Woeful effort from you, mate. Yeah, I'm not happy with that, but it's life, isn't it? Do you, do you even beat, did you even beat last year's total? I'd have to go back. Have a look. I don't even want to. I'm going to I'm gonna have a look. I'm going to have a look. I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, but we had a lot of meetings last year, to be fair. Uh, oh, no, I, you I, didn't, actually. To be fair, we didn't actually do as many, and obviously, not many people got three points anywhere. I think, I yeah, no, you points in the first meeting of the season, and that was it. You got last year. You only picked up forty-two points. I've just seen Emil Broom's name somewhere on my list. So I've seen Mickle Mickelson on my list somewhere. That just about says what it needs to be said. But um, that's it from us this season. Um, anything from you two boys? Before we go, I want to go through the, the list of guests just to thank them for coming on, if that's all right. Go for it. Go We're going to fire through it because I do have to go to work in about five minutes. So, uh, like thank you, Ty Proctor, Paul Bowen, Chris Abs, Gavin Parr, Lee Complin, Craig Ludlow, the legend, 
Ian <laughs> Brannan, yep. Stuart Robson, Greg Blair, Phil Morris, Josh Moss, Sam Emelenko, Roy Clark, James Jessup, Graham Hunter, Matt and Chloe Davis, Simon Lambert, Lewis Kerr, Sam Hagen, Lee Coleman, Georgie Scott, Jason Edwards, Nikolai Clint, Tom Brennan, Antonio Limbach, Jamie Swales, Chris Morton, Freddie Jacobson, Connor Bailey, Adam Roynan, James Pearson, Jacob Hook, Scott Frame, Graham Muncy, Josh Pickering, Callum Steele, Cammy Brown, Jamin Lidsey, and James Denham. Yeah, I absolutely, I, I can't thank all these guys enough for coming on the show this year and joining us. Um, there still might be another guest for our Christmas special. We'll have to see how that goes, but I think we're all due a break now. Um, it's been a fantastic season. I asked Rob earlier, Kane, but um, special memories for you from this season? I, I think I know one. Um, what, from the podcast or just in Speedway in general? Just in Speedway in general. Uh, having work at them back, yeah, do, doing the, the week in Poland, um, Cardiff. And, uh, yeah, getting to speak to people like Sam Emelenko as well, because I didn't think that was going to happen. But, yeah, it was good. I don't think we ever do. And if we look ahead, we, we just briefly before we go off air, if look ahead to 2024. Is there anything that you want to see? Um, obviously, this is this is a hard time for British Speedway at the moment. We know that. But we, we have to remain positive. Um, I think there is a lot of positives to come out of it. But is there anything that you either of you are particularly looking forward to in 2024? Or want oh, to see in 2024? I would like to see over five home wins. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, Kane? <laughs> we wouldn't. Um, uh, well, it'd be quite nice to see Twin and do a couple of challenge matches again. That would be nice. Um, see Oxford not be so hot in the Premiership. That would be ideal. Um, I've, got I've got a question for you, Rob, and my brain's going to overdrive again. Why don't, go we on. sort, why don't we sort something? Swindon select at Kings Lynn next season. Let's do it. Oh. That's no a bold. Fit. It's a bold idea. I mean, in terms of crowd, I'd be surprised how many Swindon fans would make the trip to Kings Lynn. Considering, let's do it on a Saturday. It doesn't. Let's let's say it doesn't have to necessarily be ex Swindon riders. It just has to be someone wearing the Robins. We I, I agree. Saturday, I agree. We, we have a drink. We have a laugh. Why not? Let's have a go, Rob. I'll I'll, I'll ride. We're not that desperate. Don't. I'll be number eight. Yeah, we could do something along those lines, couldn't we? Let's do something. Let's do something to well. Absolutely, we give it a well. Let's get Swindon back on the map. We all want it to needs it. it. It needs it. It needs it. The town, the Speedway team, it needs it. Yeah, well, we'll see what we can do. But um, we look forward to 2024. We will be back in 2024. There's no doubt. Um, we've enjoyed these last couple of years. and I, I can't, We can't thank people enough that have offered to help. Um, the advice, all the people that have been on the show, all the people that listen, uh, everything that goes on. It, it's been fantastic and I never thought for one minute that we'd be in this position that we are now, but we are and we're heading into a third year. Um, I, I know me and Rob need the break. I don't know. Kane, I don't know. Kane's got... Just watch this Chris. We'll just watch this yeah, Chris. Keep an eye on the social media. We'll still be running for right Christmas. I'll be but... running the social media while they're away. So <laughs> we'll, the we'll, we'll still be doing stuff and... Uh, the Christmas special will be out on the 19th of December. There'll be lots of, lots of stuff included in that. And there'll be a lot of quizzes in there. Um, before you two go, though, I have one last Who Am I for you. Oh. Be quick, because oh. I am late. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll keep this one quick. Right. Are you ready? 
Ready. Go on. Right, this is for both of you. The first one to shout out an answer for me. Question one. Josh Green. No. Born in 1992, I started my riding, British riding career for Eastbourne Eagles in 2011. I'll let you both shout out an answer. Simon Gustafsson. Michael Mickelson. Okay. Okay. Gustafsson. Nicholson. Question two. I have been national champion in a total of seven years. That's all. That's it. Thanks. Oh, God. No. I don't think Michael Mickelson's won that many Danish titles. <laughs> no idea. Pass. Uh, no, I'm struggling now. Okay. Um, after riding for Eastbourne for, what was, sorry, bear with me, four seasons, I returned to the Premiership with the Pool Pirates in 2017. In 2021, I regained my national title, which brought the total to seven. In 2023, I was part of my national team that competed at the World Cup in Poland. Also in July 2023, I transferred from Smoderna from Rosk Bagana. And later, in October 2023, I paired up with blank to become European Pairs bronze medal winners. What? Christ, that, that was a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, Pool 2017, eh? Pool 2017. Seven times. Seven Man, times the national I've champion. I've got absolutely no clue. He rode Where's... for Gdansk in Poland in 2022. He rode for Rosbogana for um, eight years. He rode for Smederna last year. He's rode in Denmark. He's rode for Region Varde for the last couple of years. Um, this this is the one that might give it away. He was Golden Helmet winner last season. This season, sorry. Part of it. Oh, who will I? Kane wins. Uh, right, go Team of course, Eastbourne. Timo Bloody Latte. Cup of coffee and Timo Latte. Yeah, see Eastbourne written all over it, that, isn't it? Oh, Lord. Of course he did. Oh, well, racing the World Cup, seven-time national champion, because there aren't any over half-decent fins. God, what a stinker. Could have been a French person, I suppose. But um, um, that's it for the show. Um, thank you to everyone that has listened over the weeks. We've, we really appreciate everyone that takes the time to either download, listen, like, follow, do whatever you want. But... Um, from me, it's a massive thank you to everybody, um, and especially you two, for joining me on the show again this season. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And Kane's... Thank you. Bye. There for, for now, thank you very much. Um, we look forward to you listening again at Christmas, but uh, thank you for listening tonight, and uh, we will speak to you again in the future. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.